everyone. Welcome back to the Second Date Podcast. This week I'm talking to Isabella Tarrant about consciously being single, charity sex and twin flames. A little bit of a therapy session happens too, I guess. Um, So this will be the penultimate episode of this season of the Second Date Podcast. And the final episode will be next week and it'll be me answering some of your questions So please WhatsApp me, reply to this podcast below, get in my Insta DMs at the Second Date Podcast or at Ella Hodson. That's with three L's there. Um, I will also be putting a question box story out on Sunday on both those accounts. So uh, be sure to keep an eye out. All questions will be kept anonymous, obviously. So fire away, but don't be nasty. Try to be kind. You know what I mean? No content warnings necessary for this episode, but if you're someone I had charity sex with, back off. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Second Date Podcast. This week I'm talking to Isabella Tarrant about being single and a whole plethora of things. A whole plethora. <laughs> Hello, Izzy. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Izzy. Um, let's just get right into it. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm not going to ask you about the dates because you already said you don't want to answer that question. I don't want to make my guests feel, you know, uncomfortable. Thank so. you. <laughs> That's the type of journalist I am. <laughs> she really puts you at ease when you come on the podcast, guys. If you want to come on. <laughs> come on a podcast. Hint. <laughs> okay. So let's do the first question that I... Harking back to previous episodes. Yes. What do you think good sex is? I've, I've, because I think we could talk about this for a really long time. I've tried to narrow it down to like three things, but they kind of all come from one main point Mm -hmm. which I think being comfortable yeah everything comes off that Mm -hmm. so I think regardless of the situation you're in who you're with you need to be comfortable in yourself in order to feel really confident to feel sexy to be like yeah I can't wait to do this I think that is the main thing because then also when you feel comfortable you feel safe yeah as well so I think that's for me is like the absolute fundamental and if you don't have that then you don't have good sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and then off of that, communication. Because you need to be able to ask for the things you like, avoid the things you don't like, and you should be able to talk about it. I don't think it should ever feel yeah. awkward. Like, mm. I also, in, like, as in you don't feel like you could say something, I think yeah, is my point. I also think like sex is such a taboo subject that I like, like to talk about it like yeah. straight off the bat. Because like... If I was going on hinge dates, like, come on, like, come on. <laughs> I'm just thinking of that, um, that comedian who's like, um, boys on dating apps, what's your favourite colour? And then all of a sudden just comes up with something like so left field yeah. about sex. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So like, I just feel like I, yeah, I agree with the comfortable and mm. communication. Because you thought we were going to have different answers for this. Well, um... Yeah, I don't know. I guess, yeah, I was just curious as to what else you would have because I always put passionate on mine, which again I think comes off of the other I two. Mean, you've got to fucking fancy you've got, them. You've got to fancy them. <laughs> I mean, we'll get on to this in the yeah, later in the episode. Yeah, you've got an interesting. But now, 
I would never shag someone that I didn't fancy yeah. because I've had, to fancy had some really good sex with a person I do fancy mm. and it's so much better. So much better. Oh, and <laughs> chemistry. Yes. Yeah. Chemistry. Chemistry. <laughs> Comfortable communication, passion. Yeah. I think for me, those are like the three that you like absolutely need in order for it to be good. You don't necessarily need all of them, mm. but I think you need to be at least comfortable. You need to have a good time. Yeah. I think you need to feel like safe, confident, secure, and it's all... Would you tell someone if they were bad? I think it depends on what the situation was. Yeah, because I think I'm pretty good. And I think I'm... I'm if someone's yeah. bad, I'm the one that's making it good. Yeah. Um... So, like, I'll get what I want from the thing, even if, mm. like, they don't know how to do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. And really, isn't that the most important thing? Like, yeah. If, yeah, if, if it's not good, but you have a good time. Yeah. Then that's fine. <laughs> You're not shagging them again. Yeah. <laughs> then it's okay. They're not a repeat offender. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate that. Oh, that was some of the worst things you've said. It's up there. <laughs> Don't know where, but it's somewhere. It's somewhere. <laughs> At the top. Repeat offender. Okay. That's so terrible. In our last episode, we had quite a fun conversation about uh, icks. Mm. Um, have you had any ick experiences recently? Not of my own. I, d- I haven't had another train incident. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that was bad. Um, but a friend of mine went on a first date recently, and it went really well. And then I think, I don't know if it was looking for something to sort of like ground it a little bit of, it was a good date, but you know, could have been better. She said he was wearing skinny jeans. And then we were all trying to figure out how much of a, of an ick it was. It's the worst. It's not good, but. Because also a skinny jeans wearer for me is, I know straight off the bat, that's not the person for me. If they're wearing yeah. skinny jeans. Like, I know instantly. Take me back to um, the first boy I dated at uni. Yeah. Yeah. Like, totally that kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> but even then, even when we were in first year of uni, what was that? That was 2018. Yeah. And they were still kind of acceptable then. Yeah. I had skinny jeans in my first year of uni. Same. And, like, I just think, like, it was a different time. But if you're still wearing skinny jeans... Come on, man. It's 2023. Like... Let your legs breathe a little bit. Let them breathe. <laughs> it's okay breathe. to be cool, you know? Like, Not everything needs to be quite so form-fitting. Yeah. Nobody needs to see your penis, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Heard it here first. <laughs> Actually, that's it. That's my ick right now. <laughs> Yeah. I got a new ick unlocked this morning. I was going to say, I really, I need it. I got a new ick unlocked this morning. Yeah. I was walking, I had to walk past a gym mm. um, to get to the tube. And um, I just like looked in, I always look in the gym because like someone that I used to sleep with goes to the same gym. So I'm always like, oh, what do I fit in there? You're on the treadmill. <laughs> oh, treadmill. <laughs> so I'm always like, oh, no, no, not in there. Um, I looked over and there was a guy on the cross trainer and I was just like he was like semi cute and I was like god no it, in fairness it's it's hard to look cute on a cross trainer no 
girls look nice on cross trainers. They're for the girlies. <laughs> I was, I, I can't, yeah. I feel like but... an 80s mum. Like on the cross okay, trainer. yeah, right. I, that's that's what I needed. Yeah, yeah, fair. But, no, but but I was gonna say no one really looks cute on a cross trainer. But then you said eighties mum, and I'm kind of living for it. Yeah, and I yeah. fully embrace the eighties mum. Oh, I bet. Song that what? I can, I'm kind of imagining the like Princess Diana sort of gym fit. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, okay. Sensational. I like but it. But I've seen, obviously, I've seen guys on the cross trainer before, but this one was, like, kind of my type. And it was, like, oh, kind of, like, a dweeby, yeah. dweeby guy on the cross trainer. I was like, oh, no. Because so, I've seen, like, rugby boys on the cross trainer, and I've seen, like, yeah. dads on the cross trainer. Like, I've been on the cross trainer, they've been like, ah. <laughs> yeah, no, so, then, some, someone who's, like, kind of your type, yeah. Kind fair. of my type on the cross trainer. I was like, not for me. Yeah. <laughs> it must be annoying, though, because it's better for, like, your knees than running. Oh yes, well that. So it's get, the, get it's, one at home, babe. It's the price you pay. <laughs> buy one for the house. You don't need yeah, to. Yeah, in do a it. cost of living crisis, buy yourself cross trainer. You don't need to be doing that in public. <laughs> you will give Ella the it. And that you don't want that. <laughs> um, that's a really good one though. Yeah, bad. Yeah. Yeah, skinny jeans is also bad. Yeah. But I think cross trainer takes it. Mm. You can have that. <laughs> Thanks. Um, okay, next question is: Do you think there's a slippery slope with situationships? Yes. Ooh, I have. She's I, got I, thoughts. I, ha- I have thoughts, <laughs> and I wrote them down. Um, <laughs> somebody also says, um, "I was typing this as I was walking." It says, "Can be a slipper slope." <laughs> Um, but I think it comes in if you don't communicate how you feel kind of throughout it because I feel like most situationships at least in my head could be completely wrong but kind of start as like friends with benefits and then it's kind of develops because you start actually seeing each other more and maybe spending more time together it's just you never stick like an official label on it and I think when one person starts to enjoy that a bit more they have like feelings and they just like kind of grow on them but then they don't say anything Mm. it's like you're just allowing yourself to be dragged along in something that isn't you don't know where it's going yeah so what like what do you get from that yeah i think that the communication thing is key i actually hate the term situationship i I think that that it's like the worst because it just kind of allows the behavior of um i'm gonna say both men and women Mm. to treat the other like shit and it really like it just it just um normalizes that like it just kind of normalizes not communicating and not um being nice yeah exactly (laughs) because it's like you both are people with feelings and if like if you say at the beginning i really don't want a relationship or i need to take it slow or something then that's, like, it's a whole separate thing. But if you just go into it completely blind and then don't talk about yeah, it... I also don't think anyone's that devoid of emotion to, like, not yeah. get attached to someone that you spend, what, two or three times a week with? Yeah, exactly. Like, you have to. Yeah, like, what, you're just spending time with them because you you don't like... You know what I mean? You don't like them. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've got nothing better to do and you oh, don't well breathe in an annoying person. way, yeah. so therefore hang out with you. Yeah. Yeah, like, come on. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think they just get... They can get very messy 
very quickly without people just being honest, honest. about stuff. And when the fun stops, stop. Yeah. <laughs> Words to live by, guys. Um, okay, next one. Yeah. Have you ever ghosted someone? Do you know, I was really thinking about this and I don't think I have. The person you ghosted is listening to this right now. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? You bastard. <laughs> Definitely not someone I was ever like serious about. Like never. I've cut communication off with like ex-boyfriends. But yeah. like I've always, there's always been a reason. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's you, fine. Yeah. Like, ex-boyfriends is like, you don't really ghost them. You just go, I'm not going to talk about Yeah, this. exactly. And, and you say, I don't think we should speak. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't like definitely not anyone I'm serious about. But I don't think I've ever done it. And <laughs> I don't think I have. Have I? <laughs> I don't think so. No. no. Not that I can remember, no. Cause, but also I think there's like a case to be made for when you, like you're just like speaking to someone and if it feels like it's stilted or it's like forced, how weird is that to then turn around and go, actually, I don't think we should speak anymore. Yeah. It's a bit like, it's, it's really like, over you know the what's top. Going yeah, on exactly. Here. It's a bit dramatic. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and if, if they then want to like message you about it being like, you never replied, you're ghosting me, then then you can say something. It just sometimes it can just yeah. be a bit like, do I really need to address this? Like, yeah. but definitely not yeah. anyone I was serious about. Have you? Uh, let's be honest, probably. <laughs> um, not anyone you were serious about, though. No, or like actually liked. No, yeah, I would just never do that to someone I actually liked. Um, but I've been ghosted, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I said that in the last episode. I've been ghosted about four times by the same person. Yeah, fun, just girly things. I think what you put out into the world will come back to you. Yeah. So like, if you don't ghost people, then people won't ghost you. So maybe I ghosted some people. Yeah, and karma was like, I see you. Yeah, karma's getting me. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> In the last episode, we talked about financial imbalances, um, but this episode, we've got three topics to yeah. get our, sink our teeth into, Yeah. Um, and they are some articles that I saw on uh, Stylist and Cosmo, um, so one of them is consciously, da- consciously dating or being consciously single, mm-hmm. having charity sex, and twin flames thoughts <laughs> I just can't get through twin flame without that SNL episode yeah. where it's the Megan Fox Machine Gun Kelly parody yeah. well he's she's same that's, that's what they said to each other I know anyway let's not start there let's not get on, on a tangent let's start with consciously dating and being consciously single which by the way I think is the perfect topic for you, Izzy, because you yeah. have always put yourself first and have never, like, not, like, in, like, a horrible way. No, but, like, no, no, <laughs> I was taking this as a compliment. But, like, you've always put yourself first and, like, you are, like, always... You're not a people pleaser in the best way possible. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm, gl- I'm really glad that you think that about me. Because I think being a people pleaser is kind of grating. Yeah. <laughs> it's also so hard. Yeah. Like, for what? And I think that you have always consciously dated. You've never just gone on a date with someone because you feel like you have to or Mm. you feel like um, you don't want to be alone. You kind of don't mind being alone. I love being by myself. Yeah. And like, 
that's the thing that I want to get into is the fact that I, when I became single, was like, I want to date everyone. And that was kind of my consciousness being also, single. Yeah, yeah it, I think that's a really healthy thing to do. Yeah, and but then recently I've like been consciously dating in the fact that like I kind of found someone that I liked spending time with. Mm. And, um, and I was like, well, that's kind of consciously dating now because I'm like, found someone that I like, like they're enriching my life rather than like being like, oh, I have to go on this date. Mm. I I think, I think it's a fine balance. Like even you picking like one person to date, like still kind of consciously single because it's, I'm going to take myself out of the dating pool and I'm going to like be me with this person, Mm -hmm. which is great. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I, I, yeah, I think after my last relationships, like both of the ones I had at uni, I think after the one I had in first year, I think I was single for a good eight months and was like, can't ever go back to that. And I didn't. Um, and then after like the most recent one, I think it was, I really need a break. I just need to just be by myself and figure out what it is that I like to do. And I think moving to London had a big, um, a big impact on that because um, I, d- I don't know if you found this actually no, no you did because I think we've spoken about it but when like when I first moved I actually felt quite lonely because it's like this huge city and like everyone's really busy because like, we're all grown-ups now yeah. and it's like you have to really try and find the time to fit like seeing your friends in and I think in that I was then like finding the independence yeah. which I think then made me want to be consciously single of these are all the things that I like to do and when I've got my own time to do it I'm going to go here I'm going to do that at this time and I don't have to like report to anyone I don't need to tell anyone what I'm doing like or plan my time around other people because it's like this is my time I want to these are the things that I want to do so I'm gonna go and I'm gonna do them and I'm gonna have loads of fun I think that's the, the big part about being single is like when you spend all your time with someone for like for me it was like two and a half years spent all my time Mm. with someone and then you are single and you can either see that as a negative and like fill it the void or like you see it as this like massive opportunity to like be yourself yeah like just date yourself for a Mm. bit and um yeah I I think what you just said about um like kind of with someone all the time I was literally with my ex-boyfriend like we lived together for like most of uni Mm. so you just get so used to having someone there which is lovely but then also at the end of it I was really like when was the last time I did something completely for me yeah and it's like I don't know can't tell you yeah and I think um I think I can't remember the exact thing that she said but um Anoni for that um was talking about breakups and she said it's actually kind of something really romantic in Heartbreak where you just get to be by yourself and you get to rediscover yourself again, which is so true. Like, obviously there's time to just, like, cry and be angry and be sad and everything. But then also, like, you just get to be you and get to find the things that you like. And I think when you don't just, like... If, if you decide you don't just want to go on dates and you want to do dating apps and stuff, then you get to explore that that side of it which I think is what I've been doing since I lived in London like gone on a few dates but I've mainly just been like seeing my friends and then just finding the stuff that I like and going to places that I probably wouldn't have gone to if I was with other people yeah exactly um I think that I'm about to enter a period of consciously 
being single. Yeah. Like, like if I'm going to go on, like, I'm not going to go on dating apps. I'm over them. Like, I just don't mm. want to do that. I don't want to. I'm not actively seeking out dates. I don't want to do that. Mm. I want to just, like, be consciously single. And I think I'm entering that period yeah. now of just, like, being on my own and doing... Like, I was in that period for about two or three weeks mm. earlier this year. And then I, like, met someone. And now I'm like, okay, I need to go back mm. to that and, like, overcompensate for, yeah. like, all... Like, overcompensate for, like, the feelings. Because if I meet someone yeah, again or go back to whoever... I don't want to regress. I want to like, oh, have overcompensated my uh, belief in myself. Yeah. So if I regress, it's only to he- it's only to like halfway back. Yeah. Rather than halfway, halfway back. Like right at the very beginning. Right yeah. At the very beginning. Yeah, because also I think consciously dating is like. Like yeah, like so like sometimes it is really boring. I think we said before that I was just like with my boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> but <Your> boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> don't really do much, just like, you know. <laughs> but then also then when you do go on dates, it's like you want to go on them and yeah. you have fun because you think, Yeah, like I, I wanna go on a date with this person, like I fancy them, this is what I wanna do. Yeah. And then that, like there's no better feeling. Yeah. It's like because then it's also like I made the decision that I was gonna do this and I'm having a great time. Yeah. Like I'm not nervous, I'm not yeah, and I think worried if like, they're gonna like me, it's just like I think with all of that is also like the organic meeting thing. Like mm. I have realised that I actually don't think that I could ever date someone from a dating app ever again because I am attracted to vibes. This is exactly what I said last time. I said, I love the girls who are on hinge I love the people that are on a hinge and like properly use it. Yeah. I just can't, I don't fancy someone unless I've like spoken to them unless I've sensed because the hinge fit thing yeah is so real I mean you can talk about I was literally only on it for like a week properly once but like if I'm finding someone attractive in person I'm probably swiping left on hinge do you know yeah like like I get what you mean <laughs> because it's vibes they could mm. be like not my type at all but if they are making me laugh and they're just having you know they've got same interests as me Mm. or the same values i can't tell that from a fucking profile do you know what i mean you're holding a fish like what can we really tell big dick (laughs) (laughs) no thoughts no thoughts big dick no thoughts no personality (laughs) no thoughts big dick big fish (laughs) big fish energy big fish energy the drag yeah. queens won't like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, I'm, I'm excited for you. It's... <laughs> without that sounding really patronising. I think is, I'm is... just going to be alone for a bit. You don't need friends. Yeah. And the right person will come along. Yeah. What you put out into the world will come back. That's what you said. Exactly. Someone actually pulled tarot card for me this weekend. And yeah... Someone from work told me that they pulled a tarot card for me. Yeah. And um, they said that exact thing that you just said. Whatever you put out in the world will come back to you. And because they, they pulled the world's tarot card, yeah. which is like what goes up is going to go down and what goes what's down mm-hmm. is going to go up. So, wow. yeah. So, you know. So that's our thoughts on that. That's uh, We were inspired by an article. Yeah, by Leah Sinclair. 
um, from Stylist. Which is titled, Consciously Single is the new dating trend people are embracing, and this is how three women feel about it. It's a very interesting read. Yes, you should go read it. Yeah. Is the biggie. It's it's charity sex time. This is where I'm going to start grilling Ella. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this is actually based off of... New Yorker. Yes. Like, story. So it's a... The the New Yorker short story, Cat Person, is being made into a film. And so Cosmo have written an article called Cat Person, Charity Sex, and Why Women Sleep With Men They Don't Want To. And then the subheading is, It was just easier than having that awkward conversation. And this this article is by Kimberly Bond. And um, I have been there. Yeah, I have not. <laughs> not in the same way. As you should all go recap. Like, it's pause really the pod good. now. Pause the pod. <laughs> I always say pod. I mean podcast. Pause the podcast. <laughs> pause the podcast now and go read Cat Person. It's such a good read. It's really, really good. And then come back. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> I hope you had a really good read. It's basically about this protagonist called Margot who meets a man at the cinema she works at and they are texting have really good chemistry over text and they end up going on a date um and it's really just up and down yeah she kind of gets a little bit tipsy and then go back to his she suggests they go back to his uh because she'd already like been on this date and she was like we have good chemistry yeah might as well go back and then while she's having sex with him she's like completely repulsed by him and then she's like gotta go that's basically the gist of it yeah well you've already read it so you already know (laughs) and if not then should have read it it. (laughs) sorry for the spoilers um and i think we feel obliged to because obviously the patriarchy still exists i remember last last episode you said um if they've bought you dinner do you feel obliged and i just was like no (laughs) Absolutely not. No. So it's not even that they don't have to buy me anything. Yeah, no, but as it that was because yeah. we were talking about money. But yeah, I, yeah, I just don't. But that, but maybe maybe that's a like consciously dating thing. I have a thought about why I do it. Go on. I think there's a part of me that feels like I want to do it, but how much of that wanting in inverted commas is just because I crave male attention. Right? That's a lot to unpack. <laughs> right? <laughs> so tell me when you first thought that. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you feel about that? No, but like she, so I actually... Um, you got an excerpt? Yes, here it is. Um, As they kissed, she found herself carried away by, the, by a fantasy of such pure ego that she could hardly even admit to herself that she was having it. Look at this beautiful girl, she imagined him thinking. She's so perfect. Her body is perfect. Everything about her is perfect. She's only 20 years old. Her skin is flawless. I want her so badly. I want her even more than I've ever wanted anyone else. I want her so bad I might die. It's a really nice thought, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. But like, I think that that's part of the reason why I do it is because I want to want to think that. Yeah. 
this is really big stuff to admit onto a, on a podcast, but... But doesn't it just come back in the, like, you feeling comfortable in yourself? Like, that's how you are going to have good sex, even if it's not good. Yeah. But I think, like, what I wanted to move away from, which I think I have now, is that, like, feeling like I have to. Yeah, because you don't. Because I said this in the last episode... I would go on dates with someone and I wouldn't fancy them, but I'd still sleep with them. Mm. And then I'd go on dates and I'd fancy them and I'd not sleep with them. Yeah, that's really weird. Yeah. I think it's because I was like, I want to go on a second date with this person or or something. But then on the second date, I'd be like, oh, well, we're on the second date now. And now we have to have sex because uh, we didn't have it last time. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean like it's fucked isn't it like, yeah it is it is a bit backwards but then do you also think that you're like well it was a bad day and I want to get something like good from it yeah maybe mm. it's also I get way I used to get way too drunk on dates right so I'd just be like woo let's go back to my house she's a woo girl <laughs> but what's, what are your thoughts I mean reading like reading that article I was like I get it and and I kind of love that she's given that to herself it's if you think about that's really empowering but I'm also like you why I I think that's the bit I can't wrap my head around like why do you why would you sleep with someone that you don't actually want to sleep with yeah and I yeah because yeah so this Cosmo article kind of goes into it a little bit Mm. She's, uh, it says, Claire Bloor, CEO of Somerset and Avon Rape Sexual Abuse Support, attributes this lar- largely to two factors, the dominance of pornography in society and a lack of female-centred ed- sex education. While there's been amazing strides in empowering and ce- celebrating female sexuality, there's still predominant focus on men. Porn is, an en- porn is endemic and is mostly seen through the male gaze. And I think genuinely, mm. even though I've never watched porn, yeah, don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't know if I'd worry about it. It's just <laughs> intriguing to me. Um, I think there's also there's that part of it where it's like, I think that I want them to want. I just want them to like want to see me in a sexual way. But do you want them to want to see you in a way that's like porn? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> like, well, well like, I guess that kind of comes back to the, like, he thinks I'm the most perfect thing ever. He thinks mm. I look really sexy. Yeah. Even if you don't think he is. I th- There's definitely a way to spin it that it's very empowering. I think just the obvious side is... Like, why? Like, if you don't actually want to sleep with them, why would you? So, it goes on in yeah. this article. It says, What's more, while the scene in Cat Person might technically be considered consensual and certain, certainly would not likely be considered otherwise in a court of law, if women are having sex out of obligation or as a way of avoiding conflicts, she explains, it actually does really blur the lines of consent. We may not necessarily be being coerced by the man himself, but the culture and societal pressures imposed on us. Yeah. Massively. 
Because if you can't say, actually, I don't really want to sleep with you. Yeah. That's re- that's really messed up. Yeah. Like, because, yeah, because where is the, because at what point do you then turn around or could someone turn around and say, actually, I didn't really want to do that. Because you kind of can't mm-hmm. if you've done it. Yeah. In, in, in a way that in your head, you just like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think about how best to phrase that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, just like she said, it really blurs the lines of consent. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know how, yeah, I actually don't think you can unpick that really, can you? No. Because it's, yeah, just what? Yeah. Do you have any more thoughts? Um, I did really like um, the other quote from... Claire Bloor of um, if we think about sex education in the UK we learn about male ejaculations and how to put a condom on little is done concerning women beyond not getting pregnant a woman's pleasure is not considered important we're socialised to believe the men's needs are more important when we're silent about our own needs in favour of someone else's is where things can get problematic which is just so true and I think if, if you want to have like good sex it goes both ways it's where you need to verbalise it because no, like at no point in any of my like sex, sex education lessons was it beyond when a man finishes, that's when sex is done. It's like, sorry. Mm. <laughs> at what point do we get to have any fun? Sex education at my school wasn't even about fun. No, it wasn't. Like it was genuinely about, this is something really dangerous that you shouldn't have. Oh, okay. Ours wasn't quite like that. Not shouldn't have, but like, it's dangerous and you're better off not having it. Actually, we got a leaflet, which I thought was really cute, to be honest. But we got a leaflet that was like, a hundred ways to tell someone you love them without having sex. Which I think is quite sweet. Uh, Yeah, okay, that is quite sweet. And one of them I remember distinctly was, one of them was washing their hair, which was cute. And the second thing I remember is giving someone your last Rolo. (laughs) I love how specific that is. Any which, other chocolates are not accepted. Which I think is cute because, like, I'm... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, which I think is really cute because, like, I'm quite bad at sharing and, like, I always like to have the last one, like, the last thing. Mm. So if I, like, offer you, oh, the last biscuit or, like, the last piece of chocolate in the chocolate bar, yeah, I'll be like, here you go, do you want this? And then you know. Mm. If you've been on the receiving end of that, that means I like you a lot. <laughs> How to tell if a girl likes you. But I, I think, um, yeah, I think just going back to that um, that article, um, yeah, I, I think that in particular, like, if it's if it's something that you, if, if you decide, like, do you know, this has been a really bad day, but, like, I want to have a bit of fun afterwards, like, this is something I want to give myself, and then you go into that headspace of, I'm the best thing in the whole world. That's It's very empowering. But also... I think there's prob <laughs> there's problemacy. Oh, a hundred percent. I was in, like you wanting to think that from someone. Yeah, definitely. Mm. At that point, definitely don't sleep with them. Take no. sub therapy. Yeah, no, come please. on, Ella. <laughs> Go to therapy. Ella, this is a plea. This <laughs> is a plea. To- I'm in therapy. Don't you worry about it. But, <laughs> but but you know what I mean. As in, like like there's definitely you can definitely take an empowering side of it if you want to. Or it should be a deeper look into your psyche and be like, but why do you want to do that? Mm-hmm. 
and yeah, I, it's it's definitely not something that I can relate to. No, because you you have those boundaries, baby. I do. Me and my boundaries have a great time. <laughs> you love those boundaries. I do. They're important. You need them. Yeah, I think I forgot that they existed for like the past year. Yeah, but again, that's also like fine. Like sometimes you just need to. Third topic: uh, twin flames. <laughs> <laughs> And then we drank each other's blood. (laughs) It's such a silly one, this one. Well, I, like, I think it depends on how you look at it. Yes. Which is what I'm going to say. Yeah. I think it makes people, or makes one, or makes us, feel safe when we're looking for someone. Mm. That there's the possibility of there being a soulmate out there for us. Yeah. Do you believe in soulmates? I think so. Well, actually, what I I do on the basis that because I feel like, and I don't know if you agree with this, but I feel like it starts with um the like friends you have, mm-hmm. like I could say like hand on heart, the women that are closest to me, absolute soulmates. But I I think I yeah I, I don't know if you agree with like but personally I think I believe in it because I think I've I've got some already. Yeah. Well, this is what Charlotte York says in Sex and the City. Doesn't yeah. She? She's like. Maybe guys are just these fun people to have fun with and we're each other's soulmates. And I think like she's like the eternal optimist. She really is. And especially with love and like even she can see the idea as a bit futile and like men aren't the be all and end all and so why are we putting so much pressure on everything? Mm. So like I think that you're so right. Like, I've found some soulmates. I thought my ex-boyfriend was my soulmate. Mm. Um, I thought that he was, like, a part of my, my soul and me. Uh, but now I can see he probably wasn't because I couldn't live without him. Yeah. But then but then I also wonder, like, I think when you're... Um, when you're so comfortable, like, in yourself, it's that... Um, what's the name of the film it's Jennifer Aniston and Mark Ruffalo and she's like I can live without you but I just don't want to yeah and it's but again like that could be soulmates it's like I actually don't want to live without you like I want you in my life exactly so I think yeah I think they take on different forms maybe with like um in terms of like romantic relationships that people have yeah I think like yeah I don't think I'd ever describe someone as my twin flame, though. It's <laughs> like the worst thing. Twin flame. I mean, like, if you want to, wonderful. Really happy for you. I just couldn't. Yeah, I think sometimes, um, this is what I was going to say, I think soulmates are fleeting. Yeah. I think that maybe my ex-boyfriend was a soulmate. Yeah, for who you were and, like, the things that you liked and, you yeah. know, just, like, the period of time that you were in. But, like, now I'm, like... No. Yeah. Um, have you ever met someone you thought was so perfect for you that they you thought that they were made for you? I don't think, like, aside from my friends, I don't think so. I put, I put a lot, like, I just put, like, a lot of love on my female friends because they've got me through everything. Yeah. But I don't think so. Yeah. Is that sad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not sad. No. Have you? Um, yeah. 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 Actually, I, I don't know why I asked that question. I knew the answer to that. But. I've met multiple people I thought were perfect for me, but yeah. Yeah. Totally. I like, 
I'm always like astounded when I meet them though. Like even my like friends, like mm. people I meet, like new friends that I've met in London, I've been like, what the hell? Yeah. How do, how have we not met before? And it's like yeah. obviously you meet people at a time in your life where it's like perfect time. Mm-mm. But yeah, maybe um, I can change my answer to not yet. <laughs> not yet, exactly. Not yet. Okay, so proponents. This is a quote from the yeah. article. Proponents of the theory refer to the eight stages of twin flame relationships from yearning for the one down to oneness. Oh my God, ask me what my ick is again. (laughs) (laughs) Science you found your twin flame increased synchronicity in your life, like seeing angel numbers like 1111, intense sex and a deep knowing. Understandably, the concept is controversial. That's a quote from... Understandably. Okay, so but I, there are elements of this that I get. Yeah. Because yes, I've met someone I thought that they were made for me. Mm. And I think like you you know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you know that you just like the deep knowing thing. That was the thing for me there that was like, oh we oh we know each other. Yeah. Even though we don't know each other, yeah. we know each other. Yeah. I know how you work and you know how I work. Yeah. Like, that is such a, I cannot explain it. That's such a weird thing to experience. No, no, 100% it is. It's like, I know exactly how you're going to react if I do this. Yeah, even if you've it, known each other for a month. Yeah. Not even that, maybe a week. Yeah. Like, it's, it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> Deep knowing. <laughs> Deep knowing. Need a One. Oneness. <laughs> yearning for the one and oneness what um, what are those books that like smut books is that what they're called (laughs) yeah smut books (laughs) except it's just you reading this article (laughs) twin flame find your twin flame (laughs) (laughs) no you sound like an advert there was sorry um one of the quotes in the middle of the article um was it is easy to romanticise this idea to the point of it becoming unrealistic. Mm. Thoughts. Yeah, because I, that's the thing I said at the start. Like, it just makes us feel safe to think that there's someone out there mm. for us. Um, and there's it makes us feel the hope that there might be, you know... Yeah. You don't want to give up if you know that there's someone out there for you that's made for you. Because mm. also, I think... Um, if if you have just got like kind of roughly similar experiences like maybe you've both been through like a similarly traumatic thing mm. not necessarily twin flame you might no. just be trauma bonding but yeah it's I've, yeah, I, I do think sometimes you can meet people and you're like oh my god we have like the same reaction to things and that's weird but I think I don't think you can really get that until you've like know someone like a lot better like you can definitely have that thing of I know how you'd react to this if I did it within um, like a week but I don't think you can call them your twin flame if you've only known them for a week personally you don't believe in deep knowing (laughs) not within seven days like you have to be a bit better than Craig David like come on (laughs) I think but that's the whole point. It's like magic, right? Like, yeah. That's like the magic of the love and the, the like, lust. Yeah. And like, that is, it's just like, 
you know, when you know, you know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> apparently I don't know. But yeah, maybe it's just because um, I've only experienced it with like female friends. And I think maybe it's because I'm like too conscious when I go into dates, like my own like expectations and my own boundaries. I'm like, I'm not gonna um, like wishfully think something. I'm not gonna try to like romanticize this too much because like at this point like I don't need to it's like you know it could be like within like the first month of dating someone and it's like let's set some expectations because not everyone is gonna like sweep you off your feet okay but for example Mm -hmm. me and you swept me off my feet (laughs) do you know what I mean like me and you we met and literally the first day we met we were like oh my god we're friends for life yeah do you not like obviously you've spoken about your female friends but do you not think like that was our deep knowing and like that was our like yeah but but again i think i've only experienced it with friends i don't think i've experienced it with like romantic yeah but then but then i wonder if it's like if if that as i just said is because i've got um the like expectations in my head and like my own boundaries of i don't want to rush into this or i don't necessarily have like an expectation of what this is but I'm enjoying it and you know just like take it as it comes kind of thing and then maybe it comes later maybe it's then like the I don't know like three month mark that I've been like okay this person's like pretty great and I think we like click but I but yeah I I think with friends it's I don't know again twin flame is so like obviously frivolous but yeah just hear me out for a second go and I don't even know if I believe it okay but like I think that a twin flame soulmate, you know instantly that you've met them. And like, it doesn't even take, it doesn't take a beat. Like, you know instantly that that's the person. But have you really had that with like romantic relationships? Like straight away, you've met someone and been like, you're kind of the other part of me. Uh... Hmm. <laughs> I'm going to say yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I also think it needs to be reciprocated, so maybe I haven't. No, because now I'm sad. <laughs> I'm sad for you that you feel like you... I, I, I think maybe I just like the idea that it is fleeting. That yeah, it can... I think there are multiple in your life for who you are and mm-hmm. who you want to be in that time. Yeah. But I think I've had a couple in the past. Okay, yeah. I yeah I don't know if in my past I have I've just known I've fancy people and in my head feel like I've I don't know it's just, it's I think it's just the like immaturity thing I think on yeah. my end of just I, this also, person is so great yeah, oh, but, wow, da, da, and then it's yeah I also just have to. a case of wearing my heart on my sleeve you know no I like I, d- I don't think it's necessarily the two are like completely split because you can definitely wear your heart on your sleeve like when you know you like someone you like someone yeah and you and I are like if we like them we'll tell them we're not just gonna be like I better just keep that to myself but I think I think it's more the just like trying to be a bit realistic because maybe because it is fleeting and it's like if it's because it could happen mm-hmm. it's not to say it has to happen straight away yeah like it could happen further down the line and that's also fine. But I th- yeah, I, th- I think straight, like, straight away, I think I've only ever had it with, like, 
female friends, but again, I think it's just a vibe. Like, when girls are for girls. <laughs> the girls are girly. <laughs> yeah. Let's leave it on that. Yeah. <laughs> on our five-year oh podcast my... anniversary. Oh, yeah, it's our five-year podcast anniversary, everyone. Go listen to Bellcast. Yeah. If you can find our first episodes, God bless. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> um, anyway, I, I actually am going to ask if you have any questions for me. Um, um, in your consciously single slash consciously dating period that you are about to enter, are you going to give yourself a timeline of how long you should follow that for to avoid potentially regressing the whole way back? I actually hadn't thought of putting a timeline on it. As I said, I wear my heart on my sleeve and I like, mm. like to go with the flow a lot of the time. But maybe it's time for me not to do that because it's just not worked for me. And it makes me feel... Uh, it makes me feel like shit when people don't think that way in the same way. And I've realised a lot of people don't think that way. And I think that it's a good idea for me to give myself a month and then see how I am. Mm. And then two months and see how I am. Um... And also the consciously dating thing, like, I think I'm probably going to be just more aware of if I'm going to go on a date with someone, like, who are they? Do I like them? Like, do you actually want to go? Yeah. Or am I just doing it for the bit? It's, is it going to be fun for both of us or am I just fun? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Just the reason for asking as well is because um, I feel like, Maybe it's more in films, but I feel like sometimes you do hear of people being like, I've decided I'm just not going to date for a whole year. <laughs> and it's like... Where's, where are you getting the shags from, you know? Come on. <laughs> the all-important question. Girl's got to eat. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with me? <laughs> Funny. Um, but I think I'd probably be just more conscious about who I'm dating and how they make me feel mm. um, and how they make you feel about yourself yeah, and yeah. but yeah I, th- no, I, th- I think it, I think it's good to the, just like see how you go with it I think that's a good way to be if you like say a month first of all and then how you feel after a month to just check in Yeah. and then maybe after a month you find your twin flame probably will <laughs> <laughs> probably will <laughs> Okay, let's do our sign-up. Bye!